Welcome to Season 1 of Master the Prophetic Audio Experience. We are on a discovery journey to activate, grow, and release the voice of God not just for us, but the world around us. We interview guests from all walks of life and backgrounds and how their experiences with God has advanced their path to mastering the prophetic. This season, we're asking guests how the voice of God has helped identify and navigate life through seasons of hardship and crisis and how to even steward a season of success. Come join us now during this conversation. Uh, today, I'm really going to share from two verses of scripture. One is Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number 11. Uh, it's a familiar verse to, to many people. You probably heard it before, but maybe never, never heard it taught in a prophetic context. And then we're going to look at Psalms chapter 40 and verse number five, one of my favorite verses on, on teaching and preaching on the subject of prophecy. There's so many different scriptures we can look at. I probably could teach this subject for, for just infinity, but I love teaching on prophecy, the prophetic, because I've seen this ministry bless so many people and turn so many lives around. And so I'm going to share again from Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number 11. Let me read it to you. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Uh, again, that's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Uh, another translation reads this way, to give you a future filled with hope. So we're going to talk about hope, how prophecy, the prophetic word gives you hope, how important hope is for you as a believer, and, and what hopelessness and discouragement will also do uh, to you as a believer. One of the, one of the greatest uh, weapons that the enemy has against any believer are, are the spirits of discouragement, depression, frustration, hopelessness, despair. There's so many people that are watching and living on the earth that are filled with hopelessness, despair, they come to church to receive hope. They come to church to hear the word of the Lord. The word of God gives us hope. God is called a God of hope. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And even though we have a lot, we hear a lot of teaching on faith, we hear, we hear little teaching on hope. And basically the, the connection between faith and hope is this, that faith is what gives substance to your hopes or it makes your hopes, your dreams, your vision a reality. Faith has to have something to work on. It has to have a hope to work on. If there's no hope, no dream, no vision for faith to give substance to, then faith has nothing to work with. And so hope is very important. Without hope, your faith has nothing to work on. And so hope is the foundation upon which you live your life. And then faith is what gives substance or makes that hope a reality. Now, this verse tells us that God's thoughts towards us are thoughts of peace. That word peace in the Hebrew is the word shalom. And the word shalom is a, is a much more uh, varied word than just peace. In the English, it's translated peace. But in the Hebrew, the word shalom has a much richer, fuller meaning. I have a whole teaching on the subject of shalom. Solomon's name is a derivative of the word shalom. Solomon, of course, was a king that lived in prosperity and peace and abundance. Uh, shalom means favor. It means health, it means success, it means happiness, it means peace. There's, it, it means to be blessed. And so God's thoughts towards us are thoughts of peace or thoughts of shalom. 
Now, the scripture also tells us in the book of Isaiah that God's thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways, but as, as the heavens are high above the earth, so the, are his thoughts above our thoughts and his ways above our ways. Now, some have read that verse and thought that since God's ways are higher than our ways or his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, then it's impossible really to know the thoughts of God. But the word of God, the written word of God, gives us the mind and the thoughts of God. And, of course, the prophetic word also gives us what God is thinking concerning us. It's important that we hear God's thoughts. We know God's thoughts. And prophecy is one of the ways that the thoughts of God, the heart of God, the mind of God is released into a person's life. And when God begins to speak to you, it is so much higher than your natural thinking. It will literally blow your mind, the things that God will say to you through prophetic utterance. Because often our thoughts are limited to our past, our experience. We think on an earthly level often, in a, in a human level. We don't even think large enough. But God has plans and purposes for us that are so much larger than we could ever imagine. And so prophecy is one of the ways that we release the thoughts of God. When I prophesy over an individual, if I'm speaking the thoughts of God, if I'm speaking the word of the Lord, then I'm releasing to that person the thoughts of God. And it says that God's thoughts are thoughts of peace or thoughts of shalom. God speaks peace or shalom to his people. Again, that word shalom means prosperity, success, favor, health, healing. It's a general term that really uh, cap uh, capsulizes the blessed life. And so when we prophesy to people, we're speaking peace, we're speaking grace, we're speaking favor, we're speaking shalom into their lives, we're speaking what God is thinking about them. I've seen people weep and cry when they hear prophecy on a personal level, often on a corporate level as well, but on a personal level, I've seen people weep, break down, and cry because sometimes for the first time in their life, they're hearing the thoughts of God concerning their life. They've heard so many people say so many things, sometimes negative things and, and, and earthly things and, and things that really don't encourage them. But prophecy is such an encouraging gift because it gives us the thoughts of God. And I've seen people that break down, weep, cry. They, they're amazed and astonished that God would even think of them in this way. Often uh, people are plagued by low self-esteem. They think, they think lowly of, of themselves. We're not to think more highly of ourselves than we are to. That is pride. But often people think in such a negative light because they look at themselves but because of their past failures or because of their, of their present situation, and they feel frustrated. They feel defeated. They feel lonely. They feel isolated. They feel as if they're not a success. When the prophetic word comes, you begin to hear the thoughts of God. You begin to hear the thoughts of peace, the thoughts of shalom. And when you begin to hear that for the first time in your life, it is amazing the transformation it brings into the lives of people. And, and, and this is so important that you hear the thoughts of God. Then it says, not only in that verse, that, uh, that their thoughts of peace or thoughts of shalom, but it's, it's designed, not of evil, but to give you an expected end. So there's a purpose in God's thoughts. There's a purpose in receiving God's thoughts or hearing God's mind is to bring you to an expected end. God has an end for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. He has a goal for you. He has something he expects, and you should also expect in your life when you begin to hear the thoughts of God. Now, again, the King James Version says uh, an expected end, but another translation says a future filled with hope. I love that translation. Basically, what it's saying is that when you begin to hear the thoughts of God, and in this case, we're speaking 
primarily uh, as a result of the prophetic word. Now, there are other ways you can hear the thoughts of God. God can speak to you his thoughts directly. You can hear the voice of God. God can lay his thoughts upon your heart. You can read the word of God. Those are the thoughts of God. We're not against that. We support that. We're, we're talking primarily about how, the, how this applies to the prophetic and how when we prophesy, this also releases the thoughts of God. It gives you a future and a hope. And so when, when you begin to hear prophetic words over your life, it begins to release you into your future, into your destiny. It begins to really give you the plan of God for your life and for your future. You're not here by accident. You weren't born by accident. God has a plan for every individual born, especially born again in the church. And God wants to reveal his plan, his thoughts to you. And God wants to give you a future and a hope. Now, that's important that you have hope. You have a future. And when people don't have a vision, they don't have a future, they don't have a hope, they end up being disillusioned, discouraged, isolated, frustrated, hopeless, full of despair, despondency, depression. And that is, a, that is one of the ways that people uh, live their lives, full of hopelessness. They, they've had so many of their dreams canceled or, or destroyed or They've had so many things happen in their life until they just lose hope. They begin to ask the question, why am I even living? What hope do I have? What, what, what is God's plan for my life? Does God have a plan for me? Does God love me? Is God concerned about me? Have I, have I done too much? Have I aborted the plan of God? Does God have, still have a plan in the future in my life? Well, this is what prophecy would do. It would give you an expected end, a future, and a hope. It brings such encouragement. It brings such hope. And again, hope is important because hope is called the anchor of the soul. And hope is what your faith begins to give substance to. When you receive a prophetic word and you receive hope, you need to begin to believe that word, begin to release your faith, begin to confess that word, because faith is the substance or of things hoped for. Faith gives substance to your hope. It gives reality to your hope. It makes your hope a reality. It causes your hope to come to pass. So it's important that we do believe the word that we receive and even speak as Mary spoke, be it unto me according to thy word. That's important that you use faith, but faith has to have hope. Yeah, faith has to have something uh, to work on. Your faith has to have something to give substance to. If there's no hope, then your faith has nothing to work on. I have this saying that faith without hope is hopeless. You, you can't have faith without hope. Faith has to have hope, and hope is what God gives us. When we hear his thoughts, his voice, he gives us hope. And again, I've seen so many people come that are discouraged. I deal with people all the time uh, that are discouraged and they're frustrated. I deal with preachers all the time that are discouraged about their ministry, their future. One of the first questions I ask them is, when was the last time you received prophetic ministry? And many of them would tell me, I've not received a prophetic word in years. Then I say, well, no wonder you're, you're so discouraged and you're so, you're so full of, of, of hopelessness because you're not hearing the voice of God in your life. I don't believe it's the will of God for you to live your life without hearing God's voice. That's why we, uh, this book is entitled God Still Speaks. We believe that God still speaks today. God has always spoken to his people, and God still speaks today. He will speak to you. One of the, one of the ways he does it is through prophecy. When the prophetic level is increased in a church and you begin to have more personal ministry to people, you begin to release the thoughts and mind of God concerning an individual, then that person begins to receive hope and they be, their spirits begin to pick up again. They begin to lift their head again. 
They begin to hope again. They begin to take courage again. They begin to have a reason to live again. Uh, they have a vision, a dream in life. Now, everyone is not hopeless. I'm not trying to give the impression that if you don't have prophecy, you're hopeless. Everyone is not hopeless. Everyone does not have a, a vision uh, or a lot lacks a vision. There are many people that many believers that are, are strong believers. They have great hope. They read the word. They study the word. They hear the word. The word gives them hope. So I'm not, I don't want to give the, the impression that everyone is struggling. Everyone is fighting. Everyone is hopeless. But I'm simply saying there are many, even Christians in churches, that are dealing with these issues. And God has given us a powerful gift called prophecy that will minister to us in this area. Remember, the, one of the, the foundational teachings I did on the subject of prophecy is that he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. A prophecy exhorts us. It edifies us. It builds us up. It comforts us. And so we need that exhortation. We need that comfort. We need that edification. But prophecy also brings hope. It gives you a light. It gives you a reason to live. And, and often that's what we lack. We lack the thoughts and the voice of God in our life. Now, the other verse I want to share is found in Psalms chapter 40 and verse number 5. Now, this is, this is one of the most amazing verses that I've read in Scripture. It's not, it's not as well of a known verse, but it is a, an amazing verse when you put it in the context of prophecy or the thoughts of God or the words of God. Uh, Psalms chapter 40 and verse number 5, it says, Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. And we can all agree that God has done many wonderful works. He's done many wonderful works in my life. He's done many wonderful works in your life. He continually does wonderful works in the lives of people around the world from generation to generation. God is a God of, of wonders. So it says many, when we'll emphasize that word many, not a few, but many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast, which thou hast done. But then he says, and thy thoughts, which, thou, which are to usward. In other words, not only does God does many wonderful works, but God also has many thoughts, many wonderful thoughts toward us. God is thinking about us. God has many thoughts concerning you. The thoughts of God are so numerous that it says this in Psalm 40 and verse 5. They cannot be reckoned up in order uh, unto thee. If I would declare, this is not, if I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. If I, could, if I would declare and speak the thoughts of God, they are more than can be numbered. They're infinite. They are too numerous even to speak. Now put that in the context of prophecy because in, in, in the last 25 years of my ministry, I really began to come into the prophetic around 1989. I've been preaching since 1979. And even though I was raised and born again in a Pentecostal church, um, we believed in the gifts of the Spirit. We believed in prophecy. We really didn't move into the prophetic to a, a strong level until around 1989. So since 1989, I received hundreds, if not thousands, of prophetic words over my life. And I've had prophets minister to me, apostles minister to me. I've had people minister to me. I've been in prophetic services. I received all kinds of words. Not all of them were, were, were good. Uh, some of them I had to judge. But I, I received many powerful words in the last 25 years, and I recorded many of them, but I couldn't even count. 
and, and I've seen a consistent flow of prophecy into my life in the last 25 years. This has always caused me to hope, to be encouraged, to be edified. Uh, I've never had a place in my ministry where I became so discouraged and so hopeless that I wanted to give up because I was always hearing the voice of the Lord. I was always around a prophetic culture. I was always involved in the prophetic, and it's been one of the greatest blessings in my life. And I want that to be your portion. I do not believe it's God's will. If God's thoughts are so numerous that if I would declare and speak them, they could not be numbered concerning you, concerning your church, concerning all of us, then I don't believe it's God's will for you to go without prophetic ministry on a consistent basis. And one of the purposes of even doing these prophetic teachings is to stir people and to challenge the church to rise up in the level of the prophetic and to bring the water level of the prophetic uh, even greater, higher. And I believe that all around the world, more and more people are getting exposed to prophecy, the prophetic corporate prophecy, personal prophecy, prophetic worship, prophetic presbytery, the different realms of prophecy, prophetic companies, prophetic teams. We're seeing churches being raised up all around the country, every region where people are beginning to teach and leaders are beginning to teach, beginning to activate and release people into this dimension. Uh, it's more known now than ever before. I've seen an increase in the last 25 years of the prophetic level uh, all around. In our city of Chicago, thank God we have many churches now that are moving in the prophetic and operating in the prophetic much more so than it was when I when I first began in 1979 or 1989 when I began to move into the prophetic and there's such a hunger for prophecy the response we've gotten even from these teachings shows around the world that people are hungry for this they want this but I want you to know that God's thoughts for you are so numerous that if I were to speak and declare them they could not be numbered so it's important that we, we not only receive prophetic ministry, but we do it on a consistent basis. What I try to do in our local church, because we've developed the prophetic ministry, we have many people that have been trained and activated to hear the voice of God and to speak forth the word of the Lord. We have many prophets and many prophetic people in our church. Every year I encourage all of our members at the beginning of the year to receive prophetic ministry. And we provide prophetic ministry, especially at the beginning of the year, uh, every week at our church. We have many visitors that come to our church for prophetic ministry and at the end of the service we call them up we have people minister to them some of them have not heard a prophetic word in years some of them have never heard a prophetic word many of them they bring their their their, their phones they tape them and it is amazing how much hope and how much how much exhortation and encouragement it brings but it but to me it's not a one time uh, thing it's a lifestyle god is always speaking God's thoughts are so numerous that if we were to declare and speak them, they could not be numbered. And so I really believe it's never the will of God for any believer to go without prophetic ministry on a consistent basis. Now, if you're not around a prophetic culture, if you're not around the prophetic, I can understand. Maybe it's not known. Maybe it's not released. Maybe it's not dealt with. Maybe people just don't know it. It doesn't mean they're bad people. Maybe the church has not come up in that level. But I believe that it will pray and teach and read good books and preach this, that it will it will come up. Uh, some things will not begin to manifest unless we teach it. Paul spent uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 teaching on the gifts of the Spirit and on prophecy to educate the Corinthian church of the proper protocol and how important this gift is. And he told them not only to desire to prophesy, but to covet to prophesy. Have a strong desire. Move in this. This is important. 
And so I want you to know that, that God has thoughts for you. And he has a future for you. And he has a hope for you. And he wants to bring you to an expected end. And if you want to hear the thoughts of God, one of the ways you can do it is through prophecy by receiving prophetic ministry. Now, I personally prophesy out over thousands of people around the world in over 80 nations. So I know wherever you go, no matter what the culture is, I've been to, I preached on five continents and I, I've been to people. I had to have interpreters to release the prophetic word. But everywhere I go, lives are changed and transformed. And we've had teams from my church to go throughout the world doing this as well. And it's the same result. When people begin in the thoughts of God concerning their life, something happens. They get hope. They get vision. Many ministries are birthed this way. Businesses are birthed this way. Futures are birthed this way. People begin to hear things. Sometimes God gives you things you've never thought of. It's not your only confirmation of what he's also always already dealt with you. God can also speak new things into your life and then talk about a business or talk about a ministry or talk about traveling or talk about government or talk about uh, uh, educational system or what he wants you to do and say, I'm going to open doors for you and I'm going to give you the grace and the wisdom to move in this area. It's amazing how futures are released through prophecy. I'm convinced that many people will live and die without ever walking in their in their future and the expected end that God has for them because they've never really heard the mind and thoughts of God. They live their lives with a carnal mindset. They listen to human reasoning. They never hear the voice of God. They never hear the word of the Lord. And so they'll die without ever fulfilling God's vision and plan for their life. But I believe that many will hear God's voice, God's thoughts, and have a future and a hope a hope-filled future and expected in, and these will be thoughts of peace, thoughts of shalom, thoughts of prosperity, thoughts of favor, thoughts of health, thoughts of healing that will change your life and really release you into your future and your destiny. And so that, that's why I love the prophetic, because I've seen it shape and relief, release futures and destinies. And as a servant of God, one of my main callings is to see people released into their future, into their destiny. God didn't save you just to go to heaven. Your future is heaven, and that is your destiny. But there's a purpose that God has for you while you're on the earth. He does not want you wasting your time doing things you were never called to do, never sent to do. Uh, it's not his plan. He doesn't, he doesn't want you wasting your life being with people that, that are not a part of your destiny, not a part of your purpose. He has a plan and a destiny. You'll never be satisfied in life unless you really walk in God's plan or, or, or destiny for your life. There are so many un dissatisfied, unsatisfied, bored, frustrated people on this planet who are doing things they were never called to do. And they're wasting their life because they've never heard the thoughts in the mind of God. God has a thought for you. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. And the prophetic is designed by God to release you into those, into those plans and into those purposes. Now, we are on the final months of 2022. Don't go into another year without hearing the voice of God. Go to www.impactuniversity.com to download your free copy of our brand new Master the Prophetic devotional to help you hear the voice of God for your now season and your future. Feel free to text us your questions on the prophetic, deliverance, or any other subject at 773-923-0451. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.